Hi, everyone. It's Jack Samuels here from Montclair State University's fabulous Feliciano School of Business. And this is the first edition of the Fun Doctor, sponsored by the Feliciano School. And we have an exciting topic for you today about the future of the cruise industry. So this is my first attempt ever at one of these Zoom type videos. So uh, bear with me and uh, hopefully we'll all learn something uh, from this edition one. Uh, that song you were listening to is uh, by the Manhattan Transfer and believe it or not, that was my radio theme song when I used to be a DJ in college. I went under the moniker of Big Jack Daniels with you on WCSU, and that was at SUNY Cortland, where I produced a lot of pop concerts, including the Grateful Dead and Billy Joel and a host of others. Uh, from there, I've uh, had a very long career, and I've been teaching at Montclair State University now for, this is my 40th year, actually in the sports events, tourism, hospitality, recreation, leisure, uh, call it what you want. But uh, my specialties are cruise ship management, ski area management, events planning and entertainment planning. Uh, and uh, I'm kind of a broad generalist within the umbrella of all those things. Oh, and I forgot the other very important one is that I am also very well known in the theme park and attractions business. Uh, I'm an honorary citizen actually of Walt Disney World, which sounds a little strange at times, uh, but I have written over 250 articles for the theme park press. So that tells you a little bit about me in this uh, first edition uh, of the Fun Doctor for the Feliciano School. And uh, the topic for this first edition is uh, the future of the cruise industry uh, as we've uh, suffered through this corona virus thing. Of course, all of the hospitality, tourism complex of industries has uh, taken quite a hit. And uh, what brought this to uh, me doing this first edition it was the fact that I read an article yesterday from a Byron King, who's the managing editor of a website called Whiskey and Gunpowder, kind of a strange named website. 
but uh, he uh, he wrote a, a pretty you know interesting piece about the cruise industry, but it's kind of gloomy. So I'm just going to read you some excerpts of this from this, so you can get an idea of what's going on here. He writes, the original Pearl Harbor, as you likely know, occurred on December 7, 1941. In under two hours, an entire fleet and operational theory of war, the battleship Navy of old, was rendered obsolete by global events and technology that originated far over the horizon in Asia. Now it's the cruise ship's industry turn to meet that faith. Uh, so uh, he goes on uh, to uh, say basically that the cruise ship industry will disappear uh, from the planet. And then uh, he talks about the fact that the cruise ship industry doesn't deserve a bailout from this, this misery that we're all enduring, largely because of the fact that they don't employ a lot of Americans. Well, that is a huge fallacy. And uh, I'd like to share with you my response today to this. And I'm sure all of you cruisers out there will be uplifted uh, by this response. So I, I say a lot of things which he says in the article about the cruise industry are true in terms of economics and taxes. This, however, is a business model that is brought about by human resource availability and America not requesting the taxes that he mentioned in the article. For example, he says, you know, they don't pay taxes on booze and they don't pay as much uh, corporate taxes. Uh, he also says, incidentally, that they're not American companies, which is not true. They are American companies, but all of the ships are registered in uh, foreign countries, largely to get around some of these tax things. But certainly, the United States government could have changed that. We have a thing in the uh, law called the Jones Act, which says cruise ships uh, must touch a foreign port if they're foreign flagged when they sail from the United States. So there's no reason why Congress couldn't have passed other laws that uh, required the cruise ships to pay some of these taxes that they don't pay. So the shame of it all is that Americans do not provide the service that the foreign crews provide. Anyone that's been on a cruise clearly understands this fact. Norwegian Cruise Line tried floating several ships in Hawaii a few years back with American crews. And when we were on that particular Hawaiian island cruise, Americans were constantly complaining about the poor service. Well, I spent most of the cruise telling the Americans basically cut it out because it's pretty ironic that Americans are complaining about the poor service of the Americans that are working on this ship because there was a situation with Norwegian there where they had to employ Americans because they were only sailing in the Hawaiian Islands. They weren't touching any foreign, <coughs> excuse me, shores at the time. So what uh, the author of this article was not recognizing is that Americans do not work like these foreigners who find these positions 
economically more attractive because of the economies of the countries those folks come from. If we could find Americans working at a higher salary than uh, for cruises, then the cruises would not be as cheap for the millions of Americans who take advantage of the very reasonable vacation prices. It just seems Americans are not interested in these seafaring positions. However, I can tell you, and I've taught several uh, you know, cruise ship management courses on a cruise ship. In fact, we were on the last cruise of the Escape, the Norwegian Escape, uh, that you know was the last one before they all disappeared from operating. And uh, there are always some Americans on these ships. And basically, what I found when any of my students have applied. They always get jobs with the cruise lines because they do like to hire Americans. It's just that nobody applies for the positions. So, uh, and I have, I have met uh, some Americans who have, well, generally speaking, when Americans go on the ships, they do take higher paying positions. They don't take the lower level service positions. Although I did have a student a number of years ago who worked as a bartender on the ship just to get some experience working on a cruise ship. So we can then take this a bit further. In fact, a lot of tourism is based on the same model that cruise ships work on. And some of the economics are the same and or are similar. Think of all the locations around the world that pay their workers less to work in the tourism industry and how we Americans flock to them to find a cheaper or more glamorous vacation. In fact, what, you are, what he said in this article is that most of the world tourism industry will probably cease to exist, uh, you know, if we use this logic. And of course, this would be a worldwide economic and social tragedy beyond belief. Uh, you know, uh, 10% of all the jobs, I think I mentioned this again in this piece later on, uh, in the world are, are you know, at least 10%. Well, in the US it's 10%, but in other countries it's a lot, lot higher. And tourism is the biggest, you know, industry in the world overall. So there are hundreds of thousands of people who work at home on booking cruises for Americans. I mean, those are Americans working for the cruise industry. A lot of these people work out of their homes and they have children and, you know, families at home. They're raising their kids and they're working out of the home. Uh, many of them are also retirees. So the cruise industry disappeared. You know, obviously all these Americans would be losing their jobs. The people that work in the ports and other things supporting the ships would all lose their jobs as well. In fact, when we came off the escape the other day, the port workers were very, very distressed. And, you know, what can you expect? Because they were all losing their jobs at the height of the tourism season. And another crazy thing is the state of Alaska would probably be bankrupt because almost all of their economic activity comes from tourism and the cruise industry. Uh, Skagway, Ketchikan, most of these ports in Alaska, there's not many people there in the wintertime at all. I mean, there's a handful of year-round residents, 
And uh, a lot of them don't work in the winter, but they work really hard from late May till probably through September in most cases. So most of the economic inactivity uh, comes from tourists coming off cruise ships, even in uh, Fairbanks and Anchorage. Uh, most of these people that visit these places in Alaska are on package tours that are in coordination with a cruise. So the cruise industry disappearing, you know, I don't know what they would do in Alaska, but it would be very, very terrifying. The impact on the airline industry from cruises, as he says in the uh, article, uh, is actually correct. It would also have a severe impact on the airline industry. Uh, and, but he doesn't mention in this article that almost all airline employees on U.S. carriers are in fact Americans. So, you know, the, it's clear that the secondary effect of the cruise industry going away would be extremely detrimental uh, to the American workforce. So many, many of these people would lose their jobs. And these are just a few examples. So if the cruise industry fails, all of these people are unemployed, further impacting the economy of America. So we would hope that uh, this gentleman's rather bleak analysis will not happen. I, for one, have made small investments in the cruise lines in recent weeks to show my support and continue the dream of cruising again. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm telling you to go out and buy cruise stocks or airline stocks or anything, but, you know, if uh, you want to show some support for the industry uh, and take a chance that it will come back, and I do feel, it's my opinion, I feel the entire tourism industry will come back with a roar, uh, you know, uh, you may want to consider that too. It may be a rough go for the cruise industry and the rest of the tourism industry in the upcoming weeks and months, but we should all hope that this industry and the entire tourism industry, not only cruises, will survive because tourism going into Corona, as I mentioned earlier, was the largest industry in the world and also a provider of world understanding and peace. It will indeed be tragic if most of the tourism industry fails. So that wraps up this Fun Doctor number one, sponsored by the Feliciano School of Business at Montclair State University. I will be recording a second one of these, probably even today, and that one should be an uplifting one, telling you about why you should be thinking about travel in the future in these times of the coronavirus. So have a leisurely day, and this is The Fun Doctor, signing off.